Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy. I'll do this for Tom. He won't be able to do it for himself. I'll explain in a minute. Happy Wednesday, Junior. Are we on Tuesday? Happy Tuesday, Bill Ryder. With you, phone number is the same, 855-2124-CBS, Twitter, Sports Writer Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, Pretty Daddy, Pretty Daddy CBS for Mr. DeCelestino. Um, I have some good news before we get into a great show, a raucous show, a full show, and I have some bad news. Uh, the good news is that you won't be able to hear Pretty Daddy's voice today. I know many of you have asked for that over the, just to tamp him down a little bit, uh, and that's where the bad news comes in. We've got a little bit of a, a technical glitch in that we cannot get uh, Tom on the air. We we will we we will not be able to get a producer on the air. We will not be able to get a guest on the air. So it's just me, and we're gonna hang out. We're gonna talk some sports. We're gonna chill, uh, but won't be able to get the phone lines working. Even though the phone number is eight five five two one two four CBS. So save that for another day if you want to communicate. Do it on Twitter. We're gonna hit the Lakers hanging a banner and what it means, and because I missed most of the last couple weeks, I'll give you a little bit of my view, delayed though it may be, on the in-season NBA tournament. We're going to try to pull off power rankings. Uh, The way the tech is working today is I can't hear what's going on, but you know what? That's okay. Tom's got a plan. Pretty Daddy, and I'm just kidding. I miss Pretty Daddy's voice. I actually don't miss his voice, but you will miss it, and we'll get your power rankings in about 40 minutes. John Morant returns from a long suspension, and we'll talk about that. But I want to get into more, in a more focused way, Durant, Durant, excuse me, Morant, Draymond Green, even Anthony Edwards, if you follow that ugly and personal story, how and if we should be rooting for some of these players in the NBA and beyond whose very public mistakes are at odds with their massive talent. And let's be frank, at least for me, the joy these guys bring when they're on the floor, Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, makes a, a case against the media for for his team as they get ready to play the Cowboys. Many other things going on. But let's start here. Absolute stunner last night. Absolute stunner of a game with the Seahawks coming back at the end and beating an Eagles team that is reeling. And what we've got here in a great game in a Drew Locke showcase at the end. 
in another faltering moment for an Eagles team that are not just the defending NFC champions or so close to a Super Bowl last year, but as of three or four or five weeks ago, look like the best team, at least in the NFC and maybe in the NFL, is parity run amok in the National Football League. The NFL dominates sports talk. It dominates your attention. It dominates the ratings. It dominates everything that we care about in sports for a lot of reasons. It's a hell of a sport. It is incredibly well run. But the reality is, and we talk about this a lot in the context as compared to baseball, it certainly applies to basketball, ask Pistons fans, is that every year, without exception, if you are a fan of an NFL team and you're coming off a bummer of a season, you won four games, you won three games, things are looking down, you at least operate in a league, in a reality, where if things turn a little bit, they can turn a lot. It is not unheard of to go from four or five wins to 10 or 11 or 12. And that parity, I think, is the source of strength of the National Football League. But last night's Monday Night Football game is a reminder and a smack in the face that that idea that everybody can be close to equal, that the margins are thin in the NFL, that the thrill of every game comes from the fact there's not a lot of distance. Really, whatever jokes I make between a Niners team that is currently the best in the NFL and, yes, a Bears team that I hate even though I love them. And that's actually true. The Bears were a pulling a Hail Mary away from being almost a playoff team over the weekend. And as good as the 49ers have been, we saw five or six weeks ago with a couple guys going down, you you lose Debo, you lose Christian McCaffrey, you lose some of that magic, and the Niners become just another team. Outside of San Francisco, there is not a single football team. For me, you can point to and you can reliably say, Those guys are going to make a deep run. Those guys are legit. That's the cream of this division, the NFC, the AFC, the National Football League. Because the Eagles on paper should be markedly better than Seattle, full stop. I know that Jalen Hurts got on a separate plane, was sick, probably gutted out, played hurt, respect it, didn't play well. I get it. I understand that going to Seattle is never an easy task. But this is a Seattle team that a few weeks ago was 6-3, and had lost four games in a row, was in an absolute free fall, have lost their quarterback. And by the way, Geno Smith has been outstanding, outstanding, outstanding since Russell Wilson went to Denver. But it's not as if he's the second coming of Steve Young, replacing Joe Montana. It's not as if he was the top cream of the crop replacement plans when Wilson decided to go to the Broncos. This was a guy who was middling, and Pete Carroll and that staff were able to make somewhat successful. And when you're picking at the bottom of the barrel for a starting quarterback, you're going to pick even lower usually for a backup. I like Drew Locke. Went to Mizzou. Interesting guy. Don't mean this to be disrespectful. Until last night, I thought he was an absolute bum. And that final drive at the end of the game. And DK Metcalf did have, if you didn't see it, a couple incredible catches on that final 92-yard drive setting up the game winner. It felt not like happenstance and not like luck. And give Seattle credit in the 2017 win, and they're 7-7, they're back in the playoff picture. It felt like a reminder that this year, the National Football League and the margins that make it so successful and so interesting are 100% on steroids. It is parity without a pause. I mean, just go down through the list of teams that we thought were contenders. And I brought up the Dolphins, and we'll talk about the Cowboys. They played each other over the weekend. We'll get into that game a little bit more thoroughly later in the show. But do you trust either of those teams to win big games? The differential is probably whoever's playing at home. Both those teams are markedly better. The Cowboys basically unbeatable at home. The Dolphins, I think, have one blemish. They're 6-1. and one. 
but neither when you get into playoff football are going to feel incredibly reliable. I know that the Buffalo Bills have finally won a couple games in a row. Really, I think he should get some kind of credit or a medal, or he probably has a key to the city, maybe a key to the facility, since Ty Dunn wrote that incredible piece of work on the incompetence and the frustration and the anger in that organization directed at the head coach. They have played really good football. They played really, really well. But at 8-6, and six, and the history of that team when they were a better version of themselves not coming through, and Josh Allen's massively talented upside and that incredible arm meets the reality sometimes, would any of you really put the mortgage, forget the mortgage, 100 bucks, 50 bucks, your own just sort of sense of self-worth as a dude talking smack with your buddies on the Bills winning even a couple playoff games? I wouldn't. We've talked about the AFC North, and because of quarterback injuries, they're cute stories, but the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers, and the Steelers are less than Q. They've lost three in a row, aren't going anywhere. So you have the Ravens. Probably, arguably, we'll do power rankings end of the show or end of the hour. Maybe the second or third best team in the National Football League, but we hit this nonstop yesterday. Lamar Jackson is not a reliable quarterback when it comes to postseason football. We've seen that in the past. Hard to believe in the Jags. Hard to believe in the Colts. The Texans are, are interesting. C.J. Stroud's really good. He's also a kid. They're 8-6. and six. Maybe the Chiefs are the team I'm supposed to rely on in the AFC. But at 9-5 and five and Patrick Mahomes swearing and saying, I can't bleeping stand this guy, talking about his receivers, their inability to move the football, that margin I talk about that they've always thrived in, the Chiefs have always started slow. We've talked about the fact they play with their food, and this year it's caught up to them. Down the list, every single team outside of the Niners just feels like there's more question marks. That the distance between... The would-be contenders and the also-rans is so thin as to not have a clear picture of who's going to dominate this year. And that was 100% at play on Monday Night Football. That Eagles team should have ran away with that game. That Eagles team was the better football team if you watched. That Eagles team operated in those thin margins and didn't pull away when they had their opportunities. And Nick Sirianni, who's done a nice job, who's a good coach, who may lead his team to another deep run in the postseason, I think spoke to the fact that they, the Eagles, did not operate at the level they need to. They didn't excel and hit the ceilings that are there like the rest of the NFL against the Seattle team they just let hang in there. We really wanted to be able to get up two scores on them, but, you know, obviously we weren't able to. I thought the defense was hanging in there and playing and doing and doing some really nice things, um, and we just needed to pull away in that game, and we, and we didn't. Um, you know, some uncharacteristic things situationally, fundamentally, and anytime you have uncharacteristic things situationally, fundamentally, that, that's got to go to me first. And, and look, Jalen Hurts also came, and I, I want to say this about the Eagles, because on the one hand, they have been inconsistent this year, and they've now lost three in a row. On the other hand, Seattle's a, an interesting football team. That was a hell of a drive at the end to win the game. And, and Hurts did get the ball back. The Eagles got the ball back. Hurts turned the ball over for the second time in, in that quarter. Jalen Hurts was sick. He was playing almost certainly ill. He flew separate from his team so as not to infect those guys, and I would imagine he went out there and he gutted it out. There's a lot of variables here. It's not that the Eagles are posers or they're not for real. I think the reality is that nobody is for real. Nobody is dominant. Nobody is the team that we think they are. Nobody is the answer to the question I always ask our guests, and I probably need to stop asking this year, who's the best team in this division or the AFC or the NFC? There isn't one. The best thing about the NFL is taken over this year in a way that I can't remember. The margins are remarkably thin. Remarkably thin. And that's part of what played out last night. 
And you could hear, I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to talk here about commitment, and he's going to be frustrated, and he's going to be angry. The reality is that I don't think there's enough separation between the Eagles and the Seahawks or any other teams in the NFL. They're there to be outcomes that we can expect the way that we have in the past. And Hurts, who did play hurt, no pun intended, who did go out there, who did give the game away at the end, but looked like a dude who was struggling to play for his team, you could hear the frustration, not just of his team, but I think every would-be contender. He is speaking and sounds like every would-be contender's quarterback this season. I've been talking about execution all year. Um, been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page. and We didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were, we're all were uh, committed enough. You know, you know just, just got to turn it around. You know, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. Just continue to see it through. What do you mean by that, about being committed enough? Commitment. I don't know nothing that I had a dictionary on me now. Um, excuse me. I don't know um, how else to say that. I guess how are you seeing that present itself? Just, you know, it's a matter of being on the same page. Um, it takes everyone being all in um, in all aspects and you know, it starts with me. Look, human beings like to be right. Or more to the point, we don't like to feel stupid. And I think social media has exacerbated this, where we don't want to say things that make us feel dumb. That's why herd mentality takes over. That's why most people are really cautious with what they say. They're fearful they're going to look like an idiot, especially in retrospect when everything is saved on social media. And so the easy answers, when we're talking about the NFL over the years has been to say, well, the team with the best record is going to make the deepest run, right? That tracks. Or the Kansas City Chiefs are going to make the deepest run. This year, logic, that logic, that idea of the rankings that we're going to do at the end of the hour that everybody does every single week, when you look at the standings of the playoff picture, there's a real chance that's not going to mean a whole lot when it comes to what's going to take place when we get to the NFL playoffs. Now, the exception you could make, again, is the Niners. And I'm not trying to jinx these guys I think they're a great story, and I'm rooting for them. Last year, they lost three quarterbacks. They would have been, let's just be frank, they would have been at least Super Bowl runners-up, and very, very likely, possibly, no disrespect to the Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. Three quarterbacks went down. Now, I'm not wishing that on them, the opposite. I want everybody to be healthy, but especially that team. But we have seen, we have been told this year through the Niners, they don't need to lose their quarterback to lose their quarterback. Brock Purdy doesn't have to go down for a different version of quarterback play to emerge. They just need to lose Debo Samuel and and maybe Christian McCaffrey, and Brock Purdy is not the same level of guy. He's not. So that team is an injury away from parity, from being in the group with everybody else. Outside of that, I mean, you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Baker is that guy still in the league, Mayfield, going on the road, whoever whoever the quarterback is, to Lambeau over the weekend, and having the fir- think about this, the first ever perfect quarterback rating in the history of, of, of that spot. That is remarkable. Does that make Tampa Bay a contender? It might, actually. It probably doesn't. I can make a case for the Lions, but you know that their floor is as low as their ceiling is high. I can make, make a case for the Jags and the Dolphins, two teams that I've... Can you have man crushes on actual NFL teams? Maybe. I do. So does Tom. Yes, you can. I like both those teams for, for different reasons. And I know Trevor Lawrence has to be healthy and there's concussion protocol. 
But even at their best versions on paper, right, when they, when they can field their best teams, they're unreliable. The Chiefs are the three seed right now. If you told me the Chiefs were going to lose an opening round playoff game and just fizzle out, I believe you. If you told me they were going to win a Super Bowl, and for the first time in my life I was going to be tired of clips of Taylor Swift because she'll be there, I would believe that too. The Browns shouldn't be a contender, but Joe Flacco's playing like 10 years ago, Joe Flacco with the Ravens when he won a Super Bowl. The Colts are a cute story. The Texans are the outside looking in, but they've got a quarterback like that terrible Kevin Costner movie. Was it the rookie? No, I don't know. It's where he retires and he, whatever. But there's a, there's a plot line where a young dude almost breaks up the perfect game. I'm going to ruin it for you. 20-year spoiler alert. Because he doesn't know better. Reminds me of the Texans. The Bills, if they get in. That's what we saw last night on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah, good win for, the, for Seattle. Yeah, yeah, at 7-7, seven and seven, they put themselves. They're still just on the outside looking in at those seven spots. But they're in, they're in contention to be in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 the, the Eagles have been, have been lackluster and underwhelming, but the reality is that it was an encapsulation. It was a reminder. It was a primetime example of the fact that more than any year I can remember, the parody of the NFL is the story. The parody of the NFL runs from the number one team all the way down to whatever team. Again, my Bears, who I hate, even though I love them. I don't really love them, but they're my team, and they suck. But they're almost in the playoffs this year, or almost at least in contention to do that. That's the story of the NFL, and that means everything we think we know, every outcome we think is certain, every ranking that's supposed to tell us who's going to advance means nothing, and we could be in for utter chaos and a whole bunch of fun football when the playoffs get around. Last night's game is a preview of the playoffs to come, not some searing indictment of that Eagles team. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. See, when I don't have guardrails, when I don't have restrictions, when I can't hear Tom, I just talk a lot. We're going to have 30-minute segments today. I'm excited. Uh, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Out of habit, they muscle memory this into you. They tell you to give you the phone number, 855-2124-CBS. I'm not going to tell you not to call, but you can't get on the air. It doesn't work today, but Tom is lonely. I can't talk to Tom. Tom's a talker. If you want to say hi to Pretty Daddy, 855-2124-CBS is the phone number. The Lakers won the in-season tournament. I know. I was there working with pneumonia because I'm an idiot. And uh, they raised some banner. I'm going to give you a perspective on what that banner raising meant the low-key reality for the players when it happened, but what I think it says long-term about that event when we come back next year on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. Am I making this up too? Didn't the dude from uh, The Office, John Krasinski... Didn't he do something in a Reacher, maybe not movie, but was there another yeah, like, yeah. spinoff show? Yeah, yeah, only uh, if Reacher was called Jack Ryan. Totally different show, totally different author. Right? Could you see the moment where it hit me Tom that Clancy. you were totally right that it was Jack Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Like, Did yep. you know that I was coming when I said, yeah, you're totally right? Because that's not those aren't words I say often with that level of enthusiasm. It's Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back into the show. Uh, here we a little, little, you can't tell, but I can. We've got our technology working again. We don't know if it's going to hold. So there's a couple things going on here. So I can now hear, I'm going to be able to, Tom, can I hear? Good morning, Tom. Let's do a little good morning thing he does. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Bill. Yeah, Happy Tuesday to you. So here's a little background. This morning uh, on about, that's fine. Like four minutes notice, we got we got the uh, the alert from engineering that they've been working on a twelve hour outage, and um, this little shot right there is what I just did. And Tom was, but this coincides with Tom asking. Probably should be airing this. I haven't run it by HR. Tom, Pretty Daddy has asked for a bonus. He wants ten dollars from me every day that I bring him into the open, which is the first segment. So I wasn't. Sh- I'm not giving you the money. I wasn't sure if this was just your way. Were you going on strike? Did it? Was there really a tech problem, or are you just you pulling a fast one there, uh, Jack Ryan? All I'm saying is I don't think engineering is going to find the wire that I pulled. That's all I'm saying. What? You cut the wire? I cut the blue like Magruder. wire. Magruder. Um, all right, so we do have phone lines for now. 855-212-4CBS. It is so weird, or it should be weird, doing a radio show where you can't hear anything. My wife, it happens occasionally. It's part of the job. Always oh, says, doesn't it feel strange just talking to yourself? And sadly, I'm a, I'm a talk to myself guy. Do I talk to myself in the shower? More like when I'm walking. I go on like a two-month, and I'll just like, I'll have an entire, and I won't realize it's out loud, but I'll have noise cancellation headphones on, and I'll look to my right, and they're just old people. They're always old people staring at me, clearly worried that I'm, that I'm mentally off just a little bit. But I'm not. I just, I'm a talker. Great to hear Tom's voice. Uh, do you want to do a little... You want to do a little bat? You want to basket build this baby? You know I always want to do a basket build. Haven't done this in a while. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is Basket Bill. Oh, it's baskets. Let's hoopier than now. This thing. I am all in on the in-season tournament, but that doesn't mean that I think it's going to be some rousing success on day one. It doesn't mean that I think the Lakers should have pretended that raising the banner was the culmination of a life's dream and start popping champagne pregame and crying and passing out giant rings. They raised the banner yesterday before the Knicks game, which they lost, by the way. Thank you, Knicks fans. I know that Jalen Brunson plays for you. Thank you for your reminders. And it was subdued. And it was chill. And it was appropriate. And I'm aware that a report came out, actually when I was in Vegas, when the in-season tournament was happening, I think it was just before the championship got played, that said the Lakers would not raise a banner if they if they won that thing. Now, first of all, that report came from a guy that I really like, really like, great guy. Not necessarily a reliable reporter all the time. It happens, point one. And point two is the NBA was always going to insist that a banner got raised. So I understand that there was pressure applied, that yesterday's banner raising was kind of fake and kind of silly. 
It's like with the first time, and this will happen to, to Pretty Daddy because Will, his son, is going to be two this summer, that you take your kid to soccer and they put him on some team where the, the guy that runs the league just, just puts all the good kids on his team, under four, under five, and your kid loses an actual soccer game 27 to nothing. And the only thing that makes you more enraged in that scoreline is the end of the year when they give everybody a trophy. Like everybody gets a first place trophy and you throw the trophy away. That's what the banner felt like. Kind of a fake thing. But I think it actually has a lot of value for, for the NBA. It's hard to change the habits of sports fans. We are naturally skeptical. And like I talked about a little bit ago, there's this herd mentality and this, this fear of being ridiculed and, 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 and getting it wrong. So everybody's going to, I think, go to the, the, the courts are stupid, the in-season tournament's stupid, the NBA's dumb in December. Because that's what you've been trained to think you're supposed to say. That's what you've been trained to believe is the right answer. The reality is that it was a borderline to very interesting tournament at the end. Now, I was in Vegas, which I was excited about. It was cool to be there in person. But the fact the Lakers won it, that LeBron James was the first ever MVP, that inevitably, because remember, the NBA started naming it. Every every award has a name now. I don't even remember what what the MVP, the actual regular season MVP is called. I don't don't remember who it's named after. I think it's Michael Jordan. Clearly, they're going to name the in-season tournament or the in-season tournament MVP after LeBron when he retires. The fact that LeBron's brand is somewhat, somewhat, right, a little bit imbued into the tournament now, and more importantly, the fact the first team to ever win this thing was the Lakers, and that they hung a banner. I'm telling you, it's going to be a building block, one of a few that are going to make this successful. And before you roll your eyes and say that's crazy, not that long ago, in the scheme of things, 40 years ago, 40 years ago isn't that long ago, the NBA Finals were on tape delay. They're on tape delay. And now it's obviously a significant cultural sports force. The in-season tournament is going to work at some point. I don't know when it is. But raising the banner, even if it's subdued, even if the NBA put pressure on these guys, the Lakers winning it, no disrespect, because what a run. Instead of the Pacers or some other team, that I think is a big step forward for the long-term plan for the NBA that I can now say, assuredly, is going to work to make this in-season tournament really exciting. If not for me and you, then for, for Pretty Daddy's kid over here and other folks will be paying attention in 10 years. And that was Bass Kid Bill. This struck me last night, Tom, now that I can talk to you about this. I got to tell you, it was really nice just getting to rant for 17 minutes without you interrupting. <laughs> tell me Plus, how you really feel. Really, it was cool. I think parody is the secret sauce of the NFL. I, I, I don't know... Because why do fans aren't going to sit around and think about it? But I I don't know that fans understand how captivated they are by football, in large part because football's ability to, basically the owner's domination of the players and the ability of a hard cap and the ability for a market like Green Bay, Wisconsin, to have the same opportunities as a market like New York City. That's the only sport where we we don't say, why would Aaron Rodgers stay in Green Bay, Wisconsin? And by the way, don't get mad, Wisconsin. My parents lived in Green Bay for two years. I'm from Dubuque nearby. I love Wisconsin. I'm just pointing out the way that it works in the NBA Major League Baseball. Those things don't matter because of the system. And that parity usually means you got like two or three or maybe four dominant teams. You got some some awful football teams. And you got you sort of have a sense of the pecking order. Tom, I don't think that's the case this year. I, I think, look, are the Niners maybe going to win the whole thing? Yeah, maybe. They're really good. Are, are the Chiefs, which wouldn't be a surprise even though they are absolutely fallible this season, maybe going maybe gonna to win the whole thing? Maybe. But if, if the Jags do it or make a run of the Super Bowl, not surprised. If the Dolphins do it, not surprised. If the Bills do it, I'll be surprised, but many of you out there will not be. 
if the Lions make a run. I don't believe in the Cowboys. The Eagles just look fallible. Those teams are certainly, certainly beatable. And right now, by the way, because of the way that divisions work, the Eagles are actually the fifth team. They're, they're in the playoffs, but they're the, they're the five seed. So their road is not necessarily going to be easy. So as, as crazy as this sounds, if a team like Tampa Bay gets really hot, if, if Baker can play well, if, if a team like the Browns get really – I mean, the Browns and, and the Bucks aren't that different. Formidable defenses with questionable quarterbacks who have shown a strange ceiling that doesn't feel reliable, but nothing's been reliable this season. I don't know, Tommy. I think you could have some real March Madness style chaos come the NFL playoffs in what, a month? We've seen the 49ers lose three straight games. We've now seen the Eagles lose three straight games. We've seen the Chiefs struggle as much as they ever have in the Patrick Mahomes era. The Cowboys struggle to beat good teams. The Dolphins struggle to beat good teams. It's parody, and I feel like we say this almost every single year, parody like we've never seen before, and I can't decide whether I like it or not. So I came up with an expression. I don't know if it's as good as I thought it was, but I even wrote it. Parody without a pause. That sounds so profound. It's pretty bad, though. It's pretty bad. I mean, it's pretty like it's pretty like the commitment clip from poor Joe. Commitment. I don't. I don't know, man. I'm miserable. I have 105 fever. <laughs> I lost. I'm trying to answer your stupid questions. That's what that vibe was, which I understand. All right, you got to pick a team. You ready? I'll make it hard. That makes the Super Bowl. It cannot be the Ravens, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Jags, or the Lions. Can't be any of the like or the Chiefs. You got to take like a long. Yeah, I forgot the Chiefs in there. Got to take a long, so you got to choose from the Bucks, the Vikings, oh the Rams. Yesterday we had Ryan Harrison. He thinks the Rams can make a run. I forgot about the Rams, who are the last team in right now at seven and seven. I'm gonna go Browns. No, I'm going Browns. And you it has are nothing to do with Joe Flacco. That that Cinderella ride will end. That Browns defense is as good as it gets. I mean, they could win a game if they score 14 points. Like, that's how good they're playing right now. I will go with the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go Browns. To, do you want to get on the Bengals train? No, because now Jamar Chase has an injury. He's not playing this weekend. I don't think you can survive without Joe Burrow and if Jamar Chase is going to uh, miss extended time. Do you want to get on the Vikings train? No. I they're in the playoffs. I know, but uh, no, no. Nick Mullins, no thank you. I'm, I mean, the Lions are probably the the best answer if I if I if I allowed them to. But I don't. I mean, you could see the Bucks beat the Lions. You could see the Rams beat the Lions. The, the Lions, their ceiling is not as high as all the other teams that I mentioned that I excluded from that list. The problem becomes everybody has shown a floor, and I know right now it's the Niners. I know right now they're the best team in the NFL. I un- and they obviously fortified. It's so weird to talk about the NFL trade deadline. At the trade deadline, defensively, they're exceptional offensively. They are the best team in football. They are the clear favorites. It's very likely they're going to mow through the NFC and all that parity, get to the Super Bowl, and have a very, very good chance to be champions. But they've had bad luck in the past. And, and the thing about most, you take the quarterback away from any of these teams, and they are not going to win, for the most part. I mean, obviously some backups are playing well, but not as actual contenders. You take Tua away, you're not going to have a Dolphins conversation. That's a legitimate Super Bowl conversation. You take Trevor Lawrence away, and he is currently in concussion protocol. The Jags aren't the Jags. 
Deshaun Watson feels a little bit different because he never got his sea legs anyway. But as you said, Joe Flacco doesn't feel reliable. They're a long shot. They're a long. You don't have to take. You just. I know he's going to probably be the MVP. And it sounds like disrespect. You don't have to take Brock Purdy out of the equation to make the Niners vulnerable. Because we saw what happened when they missed some of their key offensive weapons in that three-game losing streak. Back in, I think it was October. I keep trying to, I probably should look it up. Was it October? Yeah, Tom's giving me the, the, the head shake. So an injury here or there to one football team, a team that's been snake bit, and I think there's absolute crazy parity. I'm going to try to do something really hard. Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit. Are you ready? Commit like Jalen Hurts in terms of being mad about it. Mm. Were you a were you a, were you a fear of commitment guy? Oh I never yeah, was. oh yeah, big time. Oh, yeah. That's ironic in your case. Yeah, yeah. Because I would think that maybe the fear would come on the other part of the commitment equation with you. Uh, there's just constant. I live in committing constant to fear. you. Yeah. Oh yeah, not, that's not, a thing too. I'm pretty decisive. Pretty decisive. I'm not afraid to commit. I'm going to rank the five best teams in an NFL where that is not easy. NFL power rankings. Something that Roger Goodell once never said was his favorite segment in media. is happening after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. I forgot that when I was sick, that when I was healthy, being here made me feel sick sometimes listening to your takes on TV. <laughs> Maybe I'm the root of the problem. It's Ryder Than You on CBS Sports Radio. I Good morning. Welcome back into the show. We were talking TV yesterday. I was talking about Band of Brothers that I was watching, and Tom was talking how much he likes uh, Jack Reacher with uh, the guy from The Office, which is also known as Jack Ryan. <laughs> They both have Jack in them in their adventure shows. Yeah. So I, I understand your confusion, buddy. Um, hello, Tom. Hey there, Bill. Can I give you a TV hot take that's going to sound crazy, but I'm going to give it to you real quick. I'm always ready for these. As I mentioned, I got the, the ammonia a couple of weeks, and I watched a lot of TV. By the way, I was so bored. I was so bored. I was so ready to be back at work. And um, but also missed being able to breathe. So it was like a tricky, <laughs> tricky little combo. 
So I watch a lot of TV, and I watch Band of Brothers, which I've never seen. I'm a huge Damian Lewis fan. Actually, a listener, one of you out there, whoever it was, thank you, have recommended this a couple times over the years that I brought up. Daniel Lewis is, a, is an amazing actor. He's uh, probably best known for Homeland, but he's been in Billions. He was in a show called Life on NBC that was really good, and people recommended him. Um, this as a as a not just a great show, but if you like him, and I watched it, it was amazing, and I finished it a couple nights ago. So last night, Lori and I, my wife Lori and I, are watching the show together, Tom, because the couple that watches TV together is boring together. Marriage. Um, we decided to watch Saving Private Ryan because it just it's the same theme. Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg obviously were the were the director actor combo in Saving Private Ryan, which is a great movie. And they are the executive producers and the forces behind Band of Brothers. So it's very similar, similar language, similar. It's very similar. Band of Brothers, 20 times better than Saving Private Ryan. Wow. And, and I love Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, as do I. 20 times better. How long? It's a mini series, right? Band of Brothers? Yeah, it's long. So it's 10 episodes. And every, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but there were certainly episodes that were an hour 10, hour 20. Maybe there were episodes over 50 minutes, but you're talking an hour or more. I bet, I don't know this, I bet the 10 episodes totaled 11 or 11 and a half hours. And they are, I think the thing is that Band of Brothers is, is a true story. And they have the actual characters who survive speaking at the beginning of every episode, but you don't know who they are. And then at the end, the last episode, they show you at the end who, which old, they're older gentlemen, who they are that you've been watching. And some of them make it and some of them don't. So there's like a there's a power to it because it's real. And, you know, my grandfather served and a lot of people's did, Greatest Generation. So I uh, love Saving Private Ryan, but if you're, a, if you're a fan of that show, Band of Brothers on Netflix, I don't know why I'm pushing Netflix, but that's where it is uh, on Netflix. Let's do, um, this is very exciting, let's do a parody-filled, confusing, difficult, but because it's rather than you, 100% accurate with no lies detected version of NFL Power Rankings. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. Number five. You know what we should do? We should do a Power Rankings of all the the um, imaging, which is what you just heard. I'm serious. I already know number one. What's number one? Basket Bill. I don't know. That's the best one. Bum of the week's pretty good. Yeah, that one's pretty good, too. But it's always me, so you know what? No, it's not good. Are you ready? Don't make it about you, Tom. Are you ready for... Push that number again, because I can hear it. Number five. Yeah. Music to my ears. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs here. Tricky. They're not playing well, but they're not playing. It's weird. They're not playing well enough. They're in games, and they're just not pulling them out at the end. Some of this is because I doubt the teams that I've left off this list, all of whom, by the way, have have lost lately as well. And some of this is because of what you said yesterday and what I have, I think, bit around around the edges of, like a Nabisco cookie. Yeah, I'm reaching. I'm reaching. <laughs> Do you bite the edges? Of I, I, yeah, I, mean, I eat them in the circle. The Bisco oh, cookies. You, I, I, I don't think we have enough time left for that. Here's what I am biting around the edges of, Tom, that you said yesterday, like a, like a Nabisco cookie. It wouldn't be shocking. It wouldn't be surprising 
if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year. They're not playing well enough to, but they certainly can. And so where they are right now in the NFL, which is the fifth best team because there's no lies detected, 100% accurate ranking, is that they are on the cusp of greatness and on the edge of that abyss of 10 other teams that are mirrored in the same mediocrity together. Eat your Nabisco cookies by botting around those damn edges. Number four. I got the Eagles here, which I know it seems a little off because they've lost three games in a row, including last night on Monday Night Football. I'm not going to make excuses for, for why they lost or what happened. And it, they're still on paper and maybe in practice if you take the, t- the totality of the season and not the moment they're in. And the moment's more powerful in projecting, I think, regular season ex- or postseason excellence. But they're probably the second best team in the NFC by the standards of paper, by the standards of sort of looking at the roster, by what they're capable of. I know they're in a, in a tough way. I know it's not going particularly well. I still think the Eagles are as dangerous as anybody and as capable, at least the NFC outside of the number one team on this ranking, of being the last team standing when we get to Vegas for that Super Bowl. Number three. I really want to make a, a cookie joke nonstop. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to love this or not. I got the Dolphins here. Wow. Yeah, I got Miami. I'm stunned. I still, again, I th- th- there to me, there there's just not a lot of separation out there for teams. And while you can make a comparison between the Dolphins and the Cowboys, right? They're both teams that are good at home. They're both not good on the road. Neither beat teams with, what's the word I'm looking for? Winning records, right? So they're unproven. They're both actually right now the two seeds in their respective conferences. I think the Cowboys are weighted down by a longer sample size that tells me that's actually who they are and that's actually who Dak Prescott is. I think it's less certain that that is the case with the Dolphins. We have we don't have year after year after year of Tua being great in the regular season and then fading in the postseason. Tyreek Hill is an absolute machine in the stud. We're going to get to Mike McDaniel in a little bit. I just think that there's a, a leadership quality there that I buy that I think could be tangible when we get to the postseason. So the Dolphins, for me, are much more capable of shedding that pretender label that they have because of their similar resume to Dallas. Number two. I mean, now we get to the teams that actually like are legitimately playing really, really good football. Obviously, this is the Ravens. Baltimore is playing extraordinarily well. And whatever doubts I have about them are my doubts and are very, very possibly completely misplaced. They've, they've won four games in a row. They have, outside of the Cowboys, ironically, the best, and I think the Niners, the best point differential in football, which is to say they beat the living crap out of teams. They dominate. They are obviously very good at home, but they're 6-1 away from the road. They've got every single piece of the puzzle that you can want to have. Kind of under the radar, Odell Beckham Jr. has been a nice like a nice addition for that team. They're, they're, it's just a really good football team. And my question for Baltimore... Because the last time, it's been a while that we saw them in this level of dominance. They did not deliver in the playoffs because Lamar Jackson didn't. Is, is, does it translate? I'm skeptical. But today, they're the second best team in the National Football League. Number one. All right, it's the Niners. I don't have to say much. Brock Purdy's amazing. Christian McCaffrey's amazing. Their defense is amazing. Everything about them is amazing. I don't even know how many games they've won in a row. It's probably a lot. Do you know, Tom? Do you want to guess? Six. I was going to guess five. It is. So you looked. 
six wins in a row, and they have 14 MVP candidates, as we learned yesterday. 14, yep, and their only losses this year, their three in a row came when, when Debo was out for two of those games and injured against the Browns in in the game that, that began that, that losing streak. They are outstanding. Honorable mention. I've got three honorable mentions. You ready? Cowboys, Jags, Lions. Any of those teams you could throw in the top five and you can make a case for and you can feel good about. It's easy to discount the Cowboys right now because they're coming off that loss against Buffalo and it underscores they can't win on the road or against good teams. If you could pick one of those teams and you could force them onto the list, Tom, Cowboys, Jags, Lions, who are you going with? America's team, the Bad Dallas answer. Cowboys. It's the only wrong answer on the list. <laughs> are you really? Yeah, I think they're going to have a great showing this week in Miami. Okay. Uh, you heard it here first. Put all your money on the Dolphins. Um, can I get one more button, Tommy? At least you tried. The Bills are confusing to me and, and interesting because the, I'll say this. They have rallied around their head coach in the face of Ty Dunn's outstanding, and I have zero doubt, excellent, accurate piece of journalism. They've rallied around Sean McDermott. But they've beaten the Chiefs team. That keeps having these self-inflicted wounds. And they've beaten a Cowboys team that couldn't beat me and you, Tom, if they came and played us at my house. <laughs> they beat the Cowboys. I still don't say they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, the score says that you call beat the Chiefs. T- it, yeah. That call is a penalty. It should have been called. It's not. It never gets called. But they lost the game. They managed to blow it. Like, they lost that game. They're celebrating like they won, and I guess on some level, good for them. They lost. They found a way to lose that game. It was the most Chiefs thing. Of, it, was, it was just the most, yeah, it was terrible. I'm with you. I don't buy the Bills either, but momentum is powerful. Momentum matters, and momentum can certainly be created by your own excellence. It can also be created by an official making a call he shouldn't make and then getting to play the Cowboys. In, an, in what is the semblance of a, of a real game. You want to do one more? Yeah, you do. Better luck next time. Oh, Chicago Bears, why am I singing? Because I hate you, but you had a chance. Catch the damn ball. didn't even watch that game because I knew something like that was going to happen. Hey, nice effort, guys. All right, we're not going to do a guest today. I got a take. Send us around John Morant, Raymond Green, Anthony Edwards, and a difficult question I will answer What do you take? What does it take? What should it take to actually root for these guys again? Next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.